Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Gimel in Mesechet Pesachim. We will be beginning in the Metivi at the bottom of Daf Bet Amur Bet. Metivi is five, four lines in the bottom. The Gemara had brought an original Machloket between two Amoraim, Rabbi Yehuda and Rav Huna. Rav Yehuda held that when the Mishnah says or le'arba'asar, the word or, we thought, refers to lily, light, night. And Rav Huna held that or is nighi. We assume this was a machloka between the two rabbis, and but one saying nighi, and the other one saying lily, one saying light, and one saying nighttime. Being that we thought that, so we said to us, we went through a whole series of questions back and forth on a series of questions on both Rav Yehuda, Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda on how could we say that the word or meant one or the other. We're now four lines in the bottom, Metivi. The Gemara is asking a question now on Rav Yehuda says the Gemara Metivi. Haya umed al halayla umakriv al mizbeach. No, the right one. No, no. Metivi, right? This way. Sorry, wrong one. Metivi. This this is a question of on Rav Huna who held his day, right? Metivi. You have a question. It says ve'en masiin masuot ela ala chodesh shinirabes manol it says, you're not allowed to uh, wave torches. Only on a month that was seen in the right time, the Kadsha, that you want in Mekadesha. The rule is that every Jewish month can be either 30 or 29 days. Being that that's so, uh, there had to be a system of informing all the Jewish uh, communities that are out there that the Betin in Yerushalayim decided that they're going to do it either on day 30 or day 29. The system that they had in place that was that in one of the months, in the time when the, the, the moon was already seen on the 30th day, so they have a system, they Mekadesh the month, and they wave the torches. And they would only do it on those type of months. At what time of the day would they have this torch system where they send the torch message to the other communities? Or whatever we call that, of the Iburo, of the, of the 30th day. Iburo is the pregnant day, that's the extra day of the month. Right? Alma we see. Or Urtahi. We see that or means night, right? The reason how you know that it means night is because it doesn't make sense that they're going to send the torches during the day. So again, to clarify, there's 14 days and 66 days are the right amount of days for a baby girl. 14 days of Tum'ah, 66 days of Tahora. All together... All together, it's 80 days which tells us, those are the 80 days that we're talking about over here. So, the, our, again, the machloket here is, is 
do, a lady on or to 81 give, um, has, a, has a miscarriage. Now, we want to know, is that true? So Bet, Bet Shemai is saying a second thing. He say, he's also saying, Bet Hillel is telling Bet Shemai another reason why you should require two is, Im if the or of 81 is the same, a lady who, so let me just say it clearly, a lady who miscarries on or of 81 is the same thing as a lady who miscarries on 81 itself as regarding Tumah, meaning that regard, both, for both of them, she's really Tameh, whereas if she would have done on 79, since it's within the, the 66 days, she would be Tahor. But once she's on 81, you agree that everyone knows that she's tam, tam, Tameh. So just like they're equal, the or of 81 and 81 itself regarding... Tumah, they should be equal regarding korbanot. He's asking, Beit is asking them, and they should both require two korbanot, one for the first, not for the second. How come you Beit Shemai guys are saying that you one korban covers both of them? That happened on 79, but now you're on or to 81. So there's a machlok in Beit Shemai and Beit What happens on or to 81? Now we only care about the word or. We're here, we're, we're trying to, we're researching the word or and what it means. And this Mishnah, it seems clear that it means night, right? Oh, it sounds like day. No, or for 81, as regard. No, let's see. This is the picture that told Bet What's the difference between the or of 81 to a day 81? Or Urtahu, we see it's night, right? Because day 81, we're contrasting day 81 to or 81, okay? Shmamina. You're right. We see it tonight from here. No, no comeback. May TV. Another question. It says we're talking here about a korban shalamim. or You might think You might think that you could eat this korban on if you if you bring a, if you brought a korban shalamim, which you could which you're allowed to eat for that day and the night and the next day. You might think you could eat it also on the next night, which would be the or of the shlishi, of the third day of the korban existence, right? Dinu. And you might think that if you, if you the reason why you might think is because you might make a kavachomer and say, zivachim, if you have a todah, nechalim, the zivachim can be eaten the yom echad, only for one day. Ushlamim, but a korban shlamim, hechlim shneimim, can be eaten two days. Malahal, just like by the korban toda. Laila, achal yom, the night after the day is allowed. Afghan, so to hear, Laila, achal yom, the day after the, the le- second day, should be allowed also. Tamud omar, that's what you would have thought that you could eat on the or. Tamud omar, the yom sivachem yachel maharat. On the day of the sacrifice, you could eat it, and the next day. And what's left to the third day, you burn in fire. That teaches you. You can eat it on the day itself. But you can't eat it on the or of the shlishi. Now, you might have thunk, you could burn it right away on the or of the shlishi. When a, when a korban becomes NG, we always burn it. You might think you could burn it immediately on the or of the shlishi. Miyad. Dinu, and you would say that it should be logical, it should be like that. Why? Because 
Just like over there, by a korban pesach, right after the time of achila, you can burn it. Right? Afkan, take of the achila, sinifa. Tamud omad, lanotad, mi basala azevach, mi yom shiba ish sinif. Mi yom bata sinif, mi yom sofo balayla. So you see, for me, you see that you don't burn it right away at night. The korban pesach has to be in the morning. Now, this that it says <coughs> that it could be eaten till the or of Shlishi, Alma, or, or to him. Again, we see that or is night. Shema now we see from there. Okay, another proof. Tashma, now we'll see why we bring all these proofs in a second. You're wondering when, who needs an extra proof. We proved it already. Yeah, I think they're equal amount of proofs for both. I don't know. Maybe no, no, we, we got rid of one, the other ones. Okay. Tashma, yes. Tashma. Or shall yom Sheva. Sheva. Okay. On the night, we're assuming or is night over here. The night of Yom Kippur, we pray seven berachot. Because in, in Amidah, usually Amidah is 19. On Shabbat, we only have seven. Three in the beginning, three in the end, and one, one berachah in the middle. So on the night of Kippur, we have seven berachot. Then we do, we do it at the end of the, the Amidah. Okay. Musaf, Mitzvah Sheva, Umitvadeh. Shachit, seven and mitvadeh. Musab, seven mitvadeh. Menechav, seven mitvadeh. Be'albit, of Motzei Kippur, mitvalel me'en shonasa. You make a shortened prayer that's like 18, where you, where you put like little pieces of, of all 18 berachot. And that's it. That's going to Hanakamah. Rechenin regem le'el me'el mishumavotav, mitvalel shonasa, you have a regular amida, 18 berachot. Shalemot, full ones. And the reason why you need to is because you have to say after Kippur according to him. And therefore you can't get away with the shortened version because you have to be able to stick into, into Chonin Hadat. Okay? But we see from the beginning it says, or shall Yom Kippur you do seven. It means night. Shmami, now we see from there. Tashma, another proof. Tani Dibay Ishmael. On the night of the 14th, we check for Chametz by the light of the candle. Alma or Urtahu. Right? That's a nice one, right? It's right, talking about the case you're talking about. Well, it's similar to the case you're talking about, yes. Right. It's a bright, it's not our Mishnah. You see, it's night. Because of all these proofs that it's night, Ela ben Rav Huna ben Rav Yehuda kula alma or ortahu. The Gemara cannot. There's so many proofs that the Gemara cannot swallow that there's a machloket about it. That or could mean day. Could mean day. Rather, everyone agrees that or ortahu, or means night. Below pligi, they're not arguing. More ki atre or more ki atre. Each one said it in the word of their town. In the town of Ravuna, they call night Nugi, which we thought was light, but they're, they're understanding it as night. Okay? They call it Lili, but either way, it wasn't a machloket. They just call, we, we thought that Ravuna and Rav Yehuda were actually arguing about one said Nugi and one said Lili. They did once say Nugi and Lili in explaining the Mishnah, but it wasn't an argument. They're both explaining what night is. Okay? They're both explaining to the people in their towns what the word night is, but it's not a machoket. B. 
because of all these proofs, we can't imagine that there could be a machlok over this. What does he say about the opinion? He says, my or, my or, That's the Gemara. So we want to know, how come the Tana of our Mishnah didn't write Lily? Meaning, if that's what he wants to do, wow, Dave, welcome. If, why, why did he write Ur? Why didn't he write Lily? He could have said Lily, it would have been cool. Why does he have to say Or? Okay? We prefer to use the word Or and not the word Lily because we want to use a nice language. I am now on the on the Gimel Amur Aleph. Hold on. Tani Dan Mai Tamalatani Lily. Why didn't the why didn't the Tani use the word Lila? He could have used the word Lila instead of Ur, it would have been would have been clearer. Lishnim al Yahu Dinaka. We pick a nicer language. Person shouldn't let a bad word ever come out of your mouth. Share Akum Hakatuv. Shmona Otiot, the Torah added eight extra letters, Veloti Davat Migunav Piv, not to have something disgusting come out of its mouth. Shneemar, Kosen Bereshit, Mene Behemaha Teora, Umene Behemaha Shedeenu Teora. When Hashem was talking to Noah, he said the, the, the animals that are Tahor and the animals that are not Tahor. He could have said the word Tameh, which is much shorter than Enena Tehora. The fact that it added those eight letters is proof that a person should always be careful to use nice language. And that's why the Mishnah would rather use the word or than Lili, than Lila. Now the Gemara is going to talk about this for a while, about how we should have the right type of language. Okay? Rapapa Amar, Tesha. He says, no, it's not eight letters, it's nine letters. How do we know? Shnei Amar, it's in Divanim, it says, A person who's not Tahor, what happens? Right now, the words, are extra, right? Oh, there's a question on this. There's a lot of times it says the word Tamedah. Ravina Amar, Ravina says, Eser. Eser de Tahor. There's ten of Vav of the, of the Tahor, because since it's written with an extra Vav, the word, the word Tahor could be written, is, is read with three letters, but it's actually written with four, so therefore he's saying that they have, actually have ten extra letters besides so that you could have, you could have gotten away with Tameh. Okay? Rav Achav Yaakov Amar Sheshaseh. He says he's got sixteen letters that I added in a different place. Why? Because it says in Shemuel, now this Pasuk and Shemuel is when uh, da, uh, David's friend Yonatan is covering up for him that he didn't show up at his father-in-law Shaul's uh, party to test to see if his father-in-law Shaul wants to kill him or not. Okay, So he says, Ki aman mikrehi. He's, he's excusing him. He says, oh, it's mikrehi. It's a, it's a happen. Bilti tahoru kilo tahor. He's not tahor because he's not tahor. That's a pasuk in Shemuel describing Shemuel. But he didn't say he's Tameh. He doesn't want to call his friend David Tameh. He calls him Lotahor. So you see that we're trying to add all the... No, the story is made up. But you see that the, the Torah, in recording the story, yes, he might have said that. We could have said the word Tameh. We didn't want to do that. Tanya, the Beit Shmuel, Leolam Yisberdam Lashon Nekia. Person should always have Lashon Nekia. Share Bezav Karo Merkav. 
Okay, when it comes to a male Zav, who has a mission coming out of him, comes to a man. We, we talk about the Merkav, what he rides on. That what he rides on becomes the way. The word Merkav means something that's ridden on. We talk about the seat of the woman. Why a seat? Because it's not so proper for a woman to go and ride an animal in a regular saddle where her legs are spread apart. That would be improper. So we don't, instead, when we talk about the woman, the Tameh woman, when we say that what she sits on becomes Tameh, we, saw, we talk about the Moshav and not the Merkav. Because the Merkav, which we use by the Zav, requires a splitting of the legs, and it's not proper to talk about that for a lady. Because a lady should sit, should sit on a, when she, even when she sits, when she rides, she should sit side saddle with her, both her legs on one side as opposed to splitting them. It also says that, that we select the language of the wise ones. And the wisdom of the lips of the clear ones, we will use. Why do we add those extra pesukim to teach us that? You might have thunk that's only in the Torah. But in the Mishnah, maybe not. Tashma, that means you pick the language of the Arumim to tell you that the Chachamim, the Arumim, the wise ones, also use that language. Maybe you'd say, that's only on the Rabbanan. But when they're talking about regular things, therefore it says, that Pasuk in Yov is teaching us that even when the rabbis talk regular talk, they should always avoid the words that are not as nice. Now we're going to challenge the fact that the woman, the woman always sits side saddle. We're going to show you cases in the Torah where it says the word merkav about a woman, and we just said that you're not that that, that by tumah the, the 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 Torah is going to avoid that. Here I'll show you that they can. Merkav. It doesn't say the word merkav. Doesn't it say by rivka? In the parsha two weeks ago, it says, and she rode on the gemalim. So she's a woman, and they use the word merkav that she's riding with with split legs. I, how would the Torah? I thought you said the Torah doesn't use that. There it's okay because since uh, camels are very high up. And she's the little girl. She's afraid to fall off. Therefore, it's okay for her to ride on a camel like that. It says that Moshe took his wife and his sons. And he made them ride on the chamor. The word rakav indicates open-legged. Right? It says the Hatam mishum banav urt. Since he has his sons who are male, so they use the word rechiva because he's got also sons. So therefore, it's not so bad to talk about it. Maybe his wife did ride side, ride side saddle, but we're talking about the sons. Okay. It says Avigail is the was the wife of a guy called Naval Hakarmeli, who insulted David Hamelech. Now she was a Big Sadekit, and she went to David to make sure that David doesn't come and kill her husband for uh, insulting. for insulting the king. Okay, so 
she she when she heard what happened that she insulted the king, she jumped on on her donkey and she ran to David and she convinces David to spare her husband. Her husband ends up dying seven days later anyway, and she ends up marrying David. But in the actual story, she went to save her husband's life. Okay, but but what Luke says that she got up in the night and he rochevet alachamor, right? So she she went on the chamor. If you look at the actual pasuk on the side of the page. It's pasuk aleph. Vaya he rochevet ala chamor viadaba said that she went down secretly, in, in, secretly on the mountain, and David and his men were, were going down to greet them, and she meets them in the middle. Okay, so it's, it's, you see she's riding. What's going on? Says Gemara, and, and she's not on a camel either. That's a chamor. So don't give me that camel answer. Says Gemara. Now, over there, it's normal since you're scared at night and you can't see where you're going that a woman will uh, ride, ride, ride even a donkey because it's night and you can't really see what's coming next. That's answer number one. Answer number two is, in this case, we're not, she's not worried at night. She's scared of David because David is, has murderous intentions to kill her husband and therefore she's Worried to get there, and therefore she has to. I, I'm assuming she has to go faster, and therefore she's got to ride like that. He by him a third and said, But she's going up a mountain, maybe that's why she's scared, and therefore she's allowed to uh, ride like that. Okay? This is the question of Eli. What do you mean? It doesn't say the word Tameh all over the Torah? Right, you're making it like we never say the word Tameh. When it's equal length, we use the nice language. And when it's too many words, we take the shorter one and we'll say Tameh. Person should a teacher should always use the shortest way to teach his students. It's easier for kids to listen like that, and for people, all students listen like that. And therefore, the Torah, when it, when it's shorter, we'll use the word tamer. Otherwise, we use the word tahor. I'm seeing David. David is not appreciating this because it's not a good answer. Because we just had beforehand. We just said that the word enetahor is how many extra letters it is. Is it nine? Is it sixteen? Is it this? So we do have extra letters. That's also, that's also only one instance. Multiply that by the number of times that it says it's that, Exactly. So Rashi says, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that. Let's see if we, go, we should really step on the gas. But if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that. It, well, let's see if I can find the right one. Hold on. Here it is. Hold on. I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll summarize, I can't find it here, but what Rashi had said was that you, the Torah specifically goes out of its way to tell you to go do more letters sometimes for in the Torah and then sometimes say Tameh so you should see the two 
the two things, and know that if, why would the Talak go out of the way sometimes, sometimes say this, to tell you that when they equal, use Tahor, and when, they, and when they're, it's longer, you can use the other one. So sometimes we go longer and sometimes shorter, and you're supposed to look at that and realize that if the... You mean like the whole... Look, look, at, is... look at the whole Torah yeah. and see. I see sometimes they're going out of their way to say it in the Torah. Yeah. And then I see sometimes where they're just saying Tamir. So now scratch your head. What, are we, what do I supposed to do with that? I'm probably, it will, if I say just always say, say the shortest one, that can't be true. Sometimes they say it in the Torah. And if I say always say it in the Torah, I see something say, say Tamir. So obviously, when the equal use, uh, use the, the cleaner one, and when the, when it's when it's longer, you could use the like the, the whole paragraph of the parasha. What, huh? what is it determined by the parasha? The pasha? No, whatever sh- the, the amount of letters you could squeeze it. It's, it's only it's, shorter with tamen. When is it ever shorter? It's never. Yeah. It's never. But we're supposed to learn from that. In other cases yeah. of things, yeah. if the letters are equal, use the better one. You use uh, the shorter. Understand? Okay. So not just tamen. No, in anything. Right. Says ma. Right. You mean every time the equal, we always use the kavod language? The word rochevet and yoshevet are the same things. Same way. You said ktiv. It's written without a vav. So therefore rochevet is actually shorter, and that's how we use the word rochevet in that pasuk. Right? Since it's written without a vav, therefore it is shorter, and that's why we didn't want Yoshevit cannot be written without a vav. If you take the vav out of Yoshevit, it doesn't mean Yoshevit, and therefore we don't do it. Says the Hani Tamidi There were two students sitting in front of Rav. Chad Amar, one of them said, Shevetin Echad Meskenan. He says, uh, This, we, we worked on this. Like a tired davar uh, acher. means like a tired pig. It says pig. Yes, davar is a synonym for pig. We worked on this like a tired goat. That's how hard we worked on this sugya. That's two, two students, right? Rav stopped talking to the one who used the word pig. Because uh, well, that's not the way you talk. You don't talk about it. you don't talk about yourself like a pig. Okay. There were two students in front of Hillel. Rebbe. Some say the story wasn't in front of Hill. It was one of his great great grandson, Rebbe. And this one of the students was Rebbe. If it, if it was Rebbe, then one of the students was Rebbe. If it was Hill, it was Rebbe. One asks, how come when we botzer, which means we harvest grapes, we do it in kelim that are tahor, right? The end moskim We don't worry about that when it comes to uh, olives. The one said the same question in another language. Instead of, instead of saying the end moskim he says the word tumah. So he said, Hillel said, 
or Rebbe said about the good student, I know about this student, he's going to end up being a teacher of halachot in Kal Yisrael. So the student either, either became Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, that's the student of Hill who ended up being the big rabbi because he used the proper language, or it was Rebbe who was the Rebbe, and the student was Rabbi Yochanan who also became a great rabbi in Kal Yisrael. But either way, this, the, the rabbi was able to notice from his... Um, his grammar. precision in grammar that he avoided uh, speaking in, in, a, in a low way that he's going to end up becoming a great teacher in Kaisa. Okay? It was a short number of days till it actually happened. Hanhu Tlatik Kahani. There were three Kohanim in the Beit HaMikdash. Chad Amaluhu Hagiani Kepul now, they're talking about the lechem apanim. Lechem apanim is bread that's offered in the Bet Mikdash every week, and then it was eaten by the Kohanim. Now, it's split among all the Kohanim on the Mishmar, and therefore, often, Kohanim don't get too much of it. There's a conversation that's being recorded between the three Kohanim. One says, I got a kifool, like a piece of fool that we used to serve right here on this table in Hayalbanon. Vechadamar, higyani kizayit, I got a piece like a zayit. Vechadamar, one of them says, higyani kiznav halita'ah, I got it like a lizard's tail. Okay, now, two of them spoke about small sizes, small sizes in nice words, and one's talking about a tame animal. I thought they were just complaining. They're all, they're all complaining. Yeah. But one, but one of them is using fool, which is kosher, the other one's using uh, kezayit. Okay, no problem. The other one's all the lizards. What are you talking about lizards for? Right? And you're talking, you're comparing the lechem apanim to a lizard? That's how you're talking about the lechem apanim like a lizard? But they checked the guy. They saw something that was not good in his lineage. There's something wrong with the guy's parents or heritage. Uh, I thought we said that we don't check the guy's lineage once the guy did a korban on his back. You're not supposed to check anymore, so why would we check? Just one korban, one time? Yes. Okay. Lo tema shemet pasul, el ema shahat pasul. Rather, we don't mean that he was pasul in his lineage, but rather that he has, uh, he's very, very haughty. And he put down the the Kodashim, and therefore we shouldn't let him do any more korbanot going forward. Characteristics, character character traits. Okay, another way to explain the story. Shani hatam nafsheh. Could be that really we did check his lineage. Why did we check? I thought you don't check. That's we don't check if we don't see anything wrong with the guy. But now we saw the guy said the words lizard tail. So something's wrong with this guy. Check. He must be a fake Kohen. And we'll double check this guy. Okay? And then you're allowed to check if you see something wrong with the guy. You don't check if you don't know anything, but if you once you if you know something, maybe you're allowed to check. Here's the story. There was an Armenian guy at Goy. This guy had a sting. He's from he's from Armenia. And when all the Jews used to go to Yushalayim for the Korban Pesach, you figure there's a million Jews. He figured, I'll dress up like a Jew, and I'll eat the Korban Pesach too. Now, of course, <laughs> but this Armenian guy had a shtick. He knows how to dress up like a Jew. He goes there, and he does it. So here's the guy's in Armenia. Okay? He tells the rabbi, it says in your Torah, no Jew should not eat it. No, no goy is allowed to eat it. I go there 
and I eat the best of the best. Every, every year I go to Yerushalayim and they give me a piece of the Korban Pesach because every Jew has to eat the Korban Pesach with other people. I go there, they include me in, I get the best portion and it says, you know, no one's allowed to eat it. So I'm all there. So the Rebbe Yudah asked him, my kasafilu, what, my aliyah? Did they give you from the back of the tail? The tail is the juiciest part of the animal. Did they give you the tail? I'm all there, he said, no, they didn't give me the tail. Actually, you're right, they didn't give me tail. He says, uh, so he says, okay, when you get there next time, when you get to tell him to give you part of the tail. It's not kosher. No, it is kosher. When he got there, they started offering the other stuff. He said, no, I want the tail. He said, no, the tail goes in the back. We can't give you the tail. That's the part that goes in the back. Who told you to ask for the tail? What do you mean? Rabbi Dabu told me that I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to have the tail. So he said, What is this? What is this? They found out that he was a, he was Arama'a. And they killed him. Because oh, you, you, you ate the, you, we gave you the Korban all these years. Okay, we killed, killed the guy. So they, right, they sent a message to Shalom Shalom to you, You live in the town of Nitzivin, and your, your net is spread all the way to Yushalayim. Look, you're able to sit where you are in Nitzivin, and you could, you're able to, to catch the goyim who are trying to fool the Jews all the way in Yerushalayim. Okay, Rav Kahana Chalash. I kind of got, got sick. Maybe we'll stop over here. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll, we'll take over here tomorrow. Amen, amen.